Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. No matter where you are in the world, I'd like to welcome you back to another episode of Whose World Is This with Junior Renee Beaubrun. If you're a first-time listener, thank you guys for tuning in and welcome to this ongoing conversation that is now in its, I can't even know, I don't even know now, 100 plus episodes in. Uh, it's been about a year and a half since we've uh, been uh, engaged in this conversation. Uh, if you're a returning listener, thank you again and welcome back. And thank you for giving me your divided attention. It is much appreciated. Um, thank you guys for the cash apps. Dollar sign J-U-N-B-E-A-U. Uh, like I said to you guys before, I'm looking to add certain value to the show. So that's the reason why I'm not putting it on other platforms that won't allow me to monetize immediately i'm looking to create a model where this show has value this conversation has monetary and compensatory value out the gate so the cash apps and the venmos and the zells allow me to see the actual monetary value of what we're doing in the marketplace because i use those monies directly to the show to promote certain episodes that i notice <clears throat> either are close to my heart or i've noticed have resonated with the audience like america's feeling is america feeling its boys that resonated a great deal with the audience i i received tons of emails positive reinforcement etc etc some people said it really hit home and I said, you know what, let me see, let me get it out there a little further. Let me put some money behind it. And then I received, I noticed cash apps came in, in particular, when that show, they people said, uh, I really value this content. So I noticed, I said, oh, okay, that this struck, this, this struck a chord with people. So let me make sure that I, I you know, with my limited, with, with the limited budget that the show has, let me push this particular episode. And I noticed when I got it out to other groups and and you know uh, cast a wider net it made a difference and i brought more people into our conversation so thank you guys thank you for the for the reoccurring listeners and patrons of the show uh, and supporters and sponsors of the show so thank you for the cash apps at ju is dollar sign june bow dollar sign j-u-n-b-e-a-u Dollar sign June Bow is our cash app. Our Venmo is J U N B E A U. That's June Bow at Venmo. Uh, June Bow at Venmo. That's funny. Or Venmo at June Bow. Oh, that's a good one. I need to put that on a T-shirt or something. But um, <clears throat> also the Zells, which is my first name and my last name at Gmail. Junior Bowbrun at Gmail dot com. J U N Y A. B-E-A-U-B-R-U-N at Gmail. So thank you for that. And thank you guys for going to Chavez House Publishing on Amazon. That's Chavez with an S at the end, not a Z. So Chavez House Publishing in your search engine. That's our number one sponsor. And uh, look up all of the offerings from Lenore Batista or Chavez House Publishing. Those are the only two publishers under Chavez House Publishing. Is Lenore Batista and Chavez House Publishing. And there's over 100 offerings, whether you're in grade school or grad school, 8 to 80. There's a decorative notebook. There's a journal. There is a, a, a log book, whether for working out, whether for uh, uh, writing down your thoughts, goals, outcomes, aspirations, everything. There are over one decorative notebooks. We have the Eiffel Tower. We have the American flag. We have certain all Rastafarian flag. We have all kinds of notebooks that they have. So what I'm saying is. 
Go there. Go to Chavez House. Chavez with an S. Pick up something. It's the holiday season. It's the gift giving and receiving season. So give and receive. Aight. Thank you. <clears throat> I said early on, and I start off this intro. I st my intro always says thank you or welcome to this ongoing conversation. I said it from the beginning from our early episodes that even though it's my voice that you're hearing, I'm speaking to each and every one of you directly. Every family member, every friend, every colleague, every peer, every supporter, every opponent, every advocate, every friend, frenemy, enemy, ally, adversary. Even though it's my voice you hear, I hear your voice while I'm speaking. I'm speaking directly to each and every one of you out there. <clears throat> That's why I'm doing this episode. I was going to do a different episode today, but this episode is going to be an addendum to the previous episode that I did that was titled, Does America Owe the Unvaccinated an Apology? Okay? The reason why I'm doing an addendum show is because I received several emails. And if this is an ongoing conversation... I can't just dismiss what people are saying and move on. That's why oftentimes I, I say to you guys, hey, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine, and I think it's important to our conversation on a whole. This is why we do that. Because if I don't do that, then I'm just another one of these talking heads that are in your predominant, or the, your predominant media that are not talking to you directly, the people. They're speaking on behalf of their paymasters. <clears throat> they're not speaking from their heart. They're not speaking from their own data. They're speaking from agendas. And sometimes those agendas aren't even their own. They're, they have a, a hand up their, you know, their, their pant leg or skirt. And they're being told what to say. They're parroting certain um, prescribed narratives. We don't do that here. I'm my own man. I own my own business. I can't be canceled. I live too many places. I do too many things to truly fear backlash. I'm going to go where I think the conversation needs to go. And I take it to a place where it can't be assailed by zealots too much. That's where I go. So I have my measured. I use a measured tone when I speak. I use a measured. <clears throat> the facts that I bring to the table is measured to the point where the zealots can't just bite at what I say on the fringes and take it out of context too much. That's why I enjoy this long form conversation because I get to go back to what I said and tighten it up while I'm saying it that way. While I'm, I'm listening to myself say certain things and I go up, uh, this group might think that they can use that little tiny quip against, you know, to counter what I'm saying, but they can't because this is why ABC. So I'm doing that while I'm speaking to you guys. That's what makes this a conversation because I bring you guys into the, I bring every listener into the fray. <clears throat> Reason why I'm having this conversation is a friend of mine who lives in Europe, specifically in Denmark. Uh, he lives in the Netherlands now, but, he, but he's from Denmark. And he took issue, serious issue with my assertion that the unvaccinated deserve an apology. And reason being is because when the shutdown first occurred, 
and when shutdowns were, 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 were about to occur and quarantines were occurring in Europe and in the United States, I, from the beginning, was 100% against it. I said in February to a friend of mine who lives in New York and asked me, hey, June, what are your thoughts on COVID? This question was asked to me February of 2020. And I was asked, what do you think of this COVID thing? I said, I'm more concerned with curfew 2020 than COVID-19. What did I mean by that? I said, I'm paying attention to this thing. We've had COVIDs and SARS respiratory uh, viruses before. They've, they've been here before. Um, is this the most lethal one? The most severe one still remains to be seen. What I'm more concerned with is government response. I said this in February, March, 2020. February, March, 2020. Now, the reason why I can hold steadfast to what I'm saying is because when you guys first started listening to me in February of 2021, a year later, I was banned. I was parroting the same rhetoric I was from a year prior. I was 100% against shutdowns and curfews and mandates. I said it in Feb February 2021. I said it in February 2020. I said it in February 2022. I have not withered. I have not faltered. I have not left that stance. As a matter of fact, I've doubled down, tripled down. I've matter of fact, I've put my feet in cement and I'm standing on that. I'm, I'm in quick dry cement as far as that's concerned. So I said that to the friend of mine who was living in New York at the time, ironically, because I'm from New York City, born and raised from Queens. And um, this friend of mine was living in New York and I was paying very close attention to two things. The data that was coming out of uh, studies out of Europe, studies out of the United States, CDC, departments of health, as well as government response. What's the government saying? Oh, we're looking to, I'm listening to the dialogue in the media. I'm listening to people around me. My whole family's in the medical field on my mother's side. Doctors, physician's assistants, nurse practitioners, registered nurses, down the line. Everyone, everyone is in the medical field. I was years ago in another lifetime, I was in the medical field to a degree. I studied, um, I'm a science guy. Even I studied political science. I'm, I, I use the scientific method and evidentiary, evidentiary techniques to get to my conclusions. As, is, as in science. I use the scientific method in political science. So I try to have my, I try to be data driven and not dogma driven as much as possible, as much as you can. So, so now March 2020, you know, April 2020, I reach out to that friend of mine in Denmark. I go, how's everything going over there? He goes, ah, oh, you know, you know, it's going, you know, uh, you know, we're a little afraid of what's going on. I was like, okay, I get it. You know, you know, just, just remain steadfast. I was sending him information I was getting, which I was doing to everybody. I get a piece of information as I do on this particular platform. I share, that's what I do. <clears throat> so now all of a sudden we're hearing in the summer of 2020 and fall, there's going to be a vaccine. So my friend sends me vaccine information. I look at it and I go, huh? Okay. And I go back to him and I go, where were the human trials? He goes, well, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess they've researched it. I said, well, 
it takes about the, the shortest amount of time a vaccine has gone from from production to marketplace or experimentation to marketplace has been four years. We just heard about this disease in December 2019. And now you're telling me <clears throat> by December 2020 or January 2021, we should have a vaccine for this in a year. I don't know about that. I said I would wait. And I said this to him. I said, if I were you, I mean, do what you want to do, but I would wait and see. It's almost like when you get a car. Let me tell you something. I, I love motorbikes, love motorbikes. But everybody in the motorbike community knows that you don't get the newest version of a bike immediately when it comes out. You wait a year just to see if all the kinks have been worked out in the, in the new technology. So a new 2022 bike comes out and you had a 2021, you don't trade it in right away. By 2023, you start going, oh, okay, did they work out the kinks and all that 2022 technology and stuff like that, all the recalls, et cetera, et cetera. Then you go get it. So I said, I would wait a little, I would wait a second. Just, just take a minute just in case. And he was like, oh, I don't know. You know, I think they've, they've worked it out. Remember on that side of the world, they trust their government way more with their health care, with everything. Right. So well, I'm also dealing with that. You know, they have that cradle to the grave government medical system. They have a big welfare state in many of these countries in Europe that they have parachutes, they have safety nets. There's a bottom. America doesn't have a bottom. You can go from a billionaire to on the street, no one's going to help you, especially if you're a man. If you're a woman with a child, you may get some help. But if you're a man on your own, you're on your own. That's what it is. There's no sympathy for you. Get a shopping cart and start talking to yourself and get a cup and get a good sign. Get a sign that people can read from five, ten yards away. And hopefully you make a decent living on a day with that tin cup. That's that's your world. That's your world. In any case. They have safety nets. So I understand who I'm speaking to and from what purview he's coming from. But and I'm OK with that 100 percent. What started to happen was when the vaccine started rolling out in Europe and he had friends that were against it and he was upset at Sweden because Sweden didn't immediately lock down like so many other parts of Europe and Italy and other parts. Sweden was like, eh, we're going to take a more measured approach, even though it's a Scandinavian country up there too, Denmark and Netherlands. It's we're going to we're going to take a second. He was admonishing Sweden. Oh, I don't understand what's going on with the Swedes. You know, they're 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 not locking down. You know, some of their people don't want to take the vaccine. I don't understand what's going on with you guys in America. What is the big deal? Why are you guys politicizing this? It must be all of Trump's followers. I went, whoa. If you want to take the vaccine, that's fine. But people have the right. It's their body. This is an experimental emergency drug. People have the right to say, hey, listen, I'm going to take a second. There are treatments out there. And then treatment became a bad word. Oh, no, there's only one treatment. It's the vaccine. Joe Biden saying, take the vaccine and you don't have anything to worry about. But I'm reading studies in Scandinavia. I'm reading studies out of South America by credentialed doctors. And I'm sending this to my friends saying, listen, there's th these other doctors who graduated from the same schools as the advocates of the vax are telling me not their treatments, they're this, they're that. This is not guaranteed, blah, blah, blah. It's not even 50% uh, 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 vaccination. It's not 50, even 50% immunization. 
based on the studies. And I'm like, yo, I'm taking my time. I'm not a Trumper. I can't be pulled in. I'm an independent. I didn't vote for Donald Trump. <clears throat> I'm an independent. However, I would prefer a Donald over a Hillary because I know Hillary's history. But I'm saying, listen, did I prefer Donald over Joe Biden? Yes, and I have my reasons. It was data-driven, not dogma-driven. I said, but I'm not a Trumper. I'm not an election denier. I'm not a January 6th-er. I'm not a, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, and I'm not a, a, a black guy that, that thinks that, oh, this is a plot to sterilize the black man in fear of a black planet. I don't have my black Kofi on playing X-Files theme song in the background. So how dare you summarily dismiss my concerns as a sentient being and a sovereign citizen with body autonomy and using my upper mammalian mind and using moral, sound, prudent judgment to come up to certain conclusions. How dare you dismiss me? I've taken all that you are into account and why you would be okay with taking anything that your government gives you. I get it. If I lived in your city, in your town, I may or may not believe the same. But if I decided to go against that, if I decided to abstain and say, listen, I'm going to take my time because I'm reading things too. I know how to read. I know how to write. I pay my taxes. I pay my bills. Someone who's a, a, a prudent parent, taxpayer, worker, employee, employer, who has to make dozens of decisions, if not hundreds per day to contribute to their society. You're telling me when it comes to their body, now all of a sudden they have to relinquish that? Relinquish that? So I said to him, I don't agree with you. So we, would ha we had several back and forths, and I had several back and forths with other friends of mine in Italy who, didn't, who thought that this was too politicized, and, oh, I think the right is politicizing. I was like, wait, you're speaking to someone right now who is not on the traditional right as we speak right now. I'm not on the right. I'm not a white guy on the right who thinks that Donald Trump was going to drain the swamp. I'm not some MAGA hat. So how are you accounting for me and many people who think like me? How are you accounting for the Democratic teacher in New York, the, 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 the white female mother of two who was teaching in New York City public schools who voted for Joe Biden, who wanted Hillary to be president in 2016, who, who voted for Obama twice. What do you say to her? And she said, I'm not taking it. Fire me instead. And there were plenty of those. And so I noticed that the conversation became very binary. And as fear increased, reason and reasonableness decreased. I watched it and I was... Let me tell you, I spent hours per day sifting through what was going on all across the world. I was emailing people. As soon as I would see something going on in Italy, protests, I would immediately email the YouTuber or the, 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 the Patreon person or the Instagrammer and be like, listen, who are the people that are involved in this? How many people are involved? Who are the lawyers involved? And I would get their pages and their pages. So I went down the rabbit hole, Europe, Australia, National Guard surrounding public housing, not allowing people to leave even. All of that's going on across the planet. Prime Minister, former Prime Minister of Australia saying the Australian government did not have a conversation with the people. We don't have a living, breathing document like America's Constitution. And so that that's one of the reasons why you're noticing, you're seeing what happens when you don't have documents 
to fall back on that 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 obligate and creates covenants where the where the government and state apparatuses have to have conversations with the people they're making it up as they go along he said it's very very dangerous so there's so many referendums on how things were being handled in europe and handled in australia protests all over your media wasn't covering it doctors saying that their treatments all of a sudden these doctors who were tenured chairs of departments professors at medical schools uh, public uh, popular public speakers had all the awards all of a sudden stripped you're not allowed to say treatment you're not allowed to say that there are treatments for this the only treatment is the vaccine there's a vaccine yes it's, it's going to stop transmission and then it doesn't stop transmission oh it's not going to stop uh, you're not going to get infected oh you get infected oh no but you got infected but it's going to mitigate your symptoms that's not been proven because so many people have been asymptomatic who didn't get vaccinated. So you can't prove that it wasn't that person's already natural immunity is the reason why that those symptoms weren't as severe. So there's no evidence. So my friend, who I've had this conversation with over two years, and I hate to be the I told you so guy, but I'm not the kind of person who sits silent when he's correct. And I don't sit silent when I stand corrected. If I was wrong about something, I say it. I was wrong that way. That gives me license to say, hey, guess what? I was right because when I'm wrong, I'm just as loud. I say, you know what? I was wrong on this. I stand corrected and I apologize to everyone who I might have offended or, 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 or marginalized by my statements. It wasn't true. Or maybe, you know, my facts. I did some fact checking. My apologies to anyone who was misled by my information. But here and I'll do that. So that gives me license to say I was right. And I'm going to say as of today, and I was right from the beginning, the government shutdown was more severe than the actual virus. That's why I say all the things that are going on now, whether it's inflation, whether it's job loss, whether it's this, I tell people all the time, don't ever say it was the pandemic. Say it was the shutdown. It was government's response to the virus, to that health event that's leading to the adverse issues that you are having in your society today. So that friend of mine emails me and tells me, oh, we were WhatsApping back and forth. And he goes, yeah, June, I don't really think that the unvaccinated deserve an apology and blah, blah, blah. And he's, and, and I understood what he was saying. And I said to him, hey, um, and I sent them from my, I had a, a, a full word document that was about 20 pages and it was filled with essential information about the studies. It was filled with emails. I emailed, I'm not going to mention who, I emailed a .gov, a resource center <clears throat> in December of 2020. Once I heard vaccines were going to be rolled out, I said, hey, listen, where is the data on whether or not on the rate of immunity of this vaccine for the general population. Of course, there are going to be exceptions. No such thing on earth is 100% effective, okay? But I wanna know the rate of um, uh, effectiveness. What, what do you guys, what do you venture to say? You know what that person, I got an email back. They said, listen, thank you for your inquiry. We don't have, we're gonna make that information forthcoming to you as of now. Wait for updates, blah, blah, blah. I was like, all right, okay. So I'm going to read you something. Pfizer admitted to the European Parliament that it had not tested the ability 
of its COVID-19 vaccine to prevent transmission of the virus before it entered into the market. Would you like me to repeat that? <clears throat> okay. They did not know whether COVID vaccine prevented transmission of the virus before it entered the market in December 2020. I sent that to my friend. Mind you, this whole exchange that we were having over the last couple of days after my, my podcast, every three minutes he was sending me a response and every two, three minutes I was sending him a response. Once I sent him that paper, once I sent him, what Janine Small, president of international markets at Pfizer, told the European Parliament, when I sent him that, he went ghost for about a, an hour or two. And then he responded and said, you know what, I had to research what you sent me. And I didn't realize that he, you know, that actually happened. I said, that statement is two years old and I sent it to you. I sent it to you and I sent him the WhatsApp. I went all the way back and I found it and I resent it to him. I said, I sent you this information back then. Your dogmas overrode the data. So it was easier for you to admonish, easier for you to marginalize, easy for you to dismiss, easy for you to use derogatory statements about people who were abstaining and waiting based on the data that they were receiving. That the goalposts kept getting pushed as to what this vaccine actually was. First, it was supposed to stop uh, a, a breakthrough infection, infection. It didn't do that. Then it was to stop transmission. It didn't do that. Then it was supposed to mitigate certain symptoms or, or, or diminish certain symptoms of the of the of the uh, uh, actual virus if contracted. It didn't do that because so many of us were a asymptomatic. I had it for a while. It sucked for about a week and some change. After that, back to normal. Okay, end the story. And now what's going on, the Flor Florida Public of Health, and this is hot off the presses today, Florida Public Health, and I sent this to my friend, Florida Public Health, the Department of Health in Florida, has said that it's recommending that men between the ages of 18 to 39 not take the vaccine. Because more and more studies are coming out that cardiologists are telling young men not to take the vaccine due to myocarditis and inflammation of the heart. That's leading to leading so far to permanent scarring of the heart. In some cases, the scarring goes away. But in many cases, it's leading to certain cardiac events. Oh. But remember, uh, Pfizer admitted to the European Parliament that it had not tested the ability of COVID-19 vaccine to prevent transmission of the virus. So it did not test whether or not COVID-19 vaccine could prevent transmission. That means you also did not study whether or not there were certain mild or severe side effects to said vaccine because it was an emergency vaccine that was pushed out into the public without conversation and then mandated without conversation by governments and employers, etc., etc. And now, two, three years later, remember the vaccine that took the shortest amount of time to get to the marketplace from inception to market was four years. It was four years. 
It's an average of 10 plus years to get something from uh, experimenting. And people are like, hey, June, well, it's the mRNA vaccine. They've been working on mRNA technology and techno and blah, blah, blah. And I was nodding my head going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Guess, guess who, guess who been subscribing to scientific American scientific journals? Actual coming in the mail, not just newsletters that I never read, actual magazines. Guess who put his money up for scientific journals since he was a teenager? He has two thumbs and he looks like me and he's pointing at himself right now. Okay, that's who. So I know I know about MRNA. So all of a sudden, the people that were abstaining were being called uh, hillbillies or hicks as if something was wrong with being a hillbilly or a hick or oh you're a conspiracy theorist no no they're not no they're not there are doctors there are harvard johns hopkins stanford graduates medical high-ranking and credentialed medical professionals who are saying eh we don't know about this this doesn't say what it says it doesn't do what it says and it doesn't do what your cdc or your president is telling you it does it doesn't do that and the hundreds of thousands, millions of people worldwide collectively who have protested against this saying, yo, this is unfair that you're mandating me to take this. This is unfair. It was unfair that I had a loved one in the hospital, someone very, very close to me in the hospital. In 2020. In 2021, and I couldn't go see them. Because of quarantine protocols. And anything could have happened to them there. If it wasn't for the fact that I had a family member who was a nurse at that same hospital giving me minute by minute updates, there would have been a problem. I probably would have been in jail because so many people were going into hospitals and not coming out and they couldn't get any explanation. So I was standing in front of that hospital, hostile. I was hostile in front of that hospital and people were calling me saying, June, go home. We have it under control. I'm inside. They had to call security on me. And I said, I have a, a cousin in there who works in there. And my cousin had to come downstairs and go, June, you're going to make it worse. I got it. I said, they have my family in there and they're telling me I can't see my family. I have more data than the hospital administrators on this virus that they're speaking about this is not i should be able to see my family i will wear the mask i'll wear the space suit if you want me to i should be able to see my family they didn't allow me to and now it's coming out that the lockdowns didn't help you have all kinds of studies coming out saying that the lockdown didn't help your it wasn't going to help the students you have kids now being prescribed this 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 mandated this vaccine meanwhile it's said that they suffer the lowest mortality kids bounce back from this actual ailment quicker than anybody because kids are a petri dish for all kinds of bugs you catch a bug from a kindergartner it's going to lay you out for a little while trust me those little kids are super magnets for bacteria and they need certain bacterias for them to grow strong and for their immunity to grow strong. They have to actually be exposed to certain things. So when I sent him what Janine Small said, we didn't, te we didn't test that for transmission. We didn't, we, didn't, we didn't test. It's just, okay, just take it. 
that's when he said to me, you know what, June, th- th- I understand why you said what you said. I said, listen, g- listen, man, it's not about understanding what I said. This information isn't coming out now. This information has been out. This is not revelations two, three, four, five years later. No, no, no. This information was right there alongside the other information and people made a choice. And that's what scared me. That's what that's what gave me pause is the choice that people made. You decided to choose to take it. That's fine. But then you also chose to admonish, diminish, marginalize, use derogatory statements and pass judgment on those who decided to abstain. You want to take it? I I had zero issue with friends of mine who said, hey, listen, John, I'm going to take it because I got an old family member. I have have an old elder who's immunocompromised. I'm the head of my household. I'm the only one working. I can't afford to be out of work. So if they're saying this thing is going to mitigate, you know, certain diminish certain symptoms, I'm going to take it. I shrugged my shoulders. I was like, okay, yeah. There were certain people who were vaccinated who said, listen, I don't um, believe that it should be mandated. I took it. I took it for me. But the Pierce Morgans of the world, the Rachel Maddows, one minute you're saying, hey, you need to stay inside, stay inside, save a life, stay inside. All of a sudden, George Floyd happens. The same people who told me to stay inside are now in the streets, unmasked, state to state. So one minute you're saying, June, stay inside. And I'm like, hey, listen, I can't afford to stay inside. I have family to take care of. I was pushing back on a lot of celebrities. Uh, You have rappers who were doing rap songs. Get the vax. You pay your tax and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, am I stuck in a Black Mirror episode mixed with the Twilight Zone and and, and an X-Files episode? It was the most absurd, compliant, acquiescent behavior I'd ever seen. I was like, no one's taking inventory and taking a moment. No one's taking a moment just to say, you know what, I'm going to, you know, yeah, Morgan Freeman out there. Yeah, you need to take the vaccine. You have actors on their Instagram page saying you need, you did your, yeah, you voted fine. Someone else doesn't vote. That's also their right. That's also a political act to abstain from voting, by the way. You can, I wear the sticker too when I vote and sometimes I abstain. It's a political act to do one or the other, to vote or not to vote, to take or not to take. It is, it is up to you. And I'm watching rappers and singers singing the vax and uh, vaccinate or people being called unpatriotic if they don't. Pierce Morgan saying that you shouldn't be treated at a hospital. I don't care what your ailment is. If you haven't been vaxxed, you're selfish and you're stupid and you're unpatriotic and you're misanthropic. What? I, I read it. I've had family members. So when I said People at the dinner table this holiday season deserve, deserve an apology. They do. Because this information was alongside all the others. One minute you're telling the same people that told me to stay inside, June, why are you not inside? Because I have family to take care of, because I have work to do, because my mother was, had a broken foot. I had to take care of She couldn't walk and she had certain other issues. I got to go grocery shopping. I got to go make money. I got to go outside. I, have, I provide for two families. I have to t- put groceries in my house for me and my woman and I have to put groceries in my house for my mom. I can't be inside or stay inside. What are you talking about? And then as soon as George Floyd happened and eight minutes and 40 plus seconds came out, everybody's in the streets. 
Hell no, we won't go. You're saying defund the police, defund the FBI. And meanwhile, you're walking in lock, lockstep with government mandates. Wh which one are you? I'm confused. You were speaking this anarchic defund, defund, defund. I'm like, defund? Defund who? Oh, we need to read. Okay. And then all of a sudden, the CDC became your Bible. It became Dr. Fauci became your Messiah. And he's compromised. I knew his history already. And the people who were exposing his history were banned off Instagram, banned off Twitter, banned and shadow banned off all social media outlets. So now all of a sudden we realized how difficult it actually is to get information when information has become centralized, when we're treating Twitter and Instagram like it's a utility. Now, and, and if you want to find a study that counters the predominant narrative, you got to go on page six or seven of your Google search when everyone knows no one really goes past page one or two. Ninety percent of people are going to stay on page one. They're not looking past page one. The certain studies that were important studies that were peer reviewed by medical and virologists and bacteriologists and medical professionals peer reviewed for its validity. And it was considered and concluded to be valid studies that were countering the predominant narrative of the vaccinations. They were being found on page five and six of Google searches. Like I said, I was contacting lawyers in Europe to send me information from certain doctors because lawyers were using data. They were building cases in Europe to sue the government for what the government was doing. So I was getting real studies and I was like listen I'd like to pass on this information to family members and friends and maybe people in in politics in the United States and they were like fine awesome that'd be great spread the word that's what I was doing and anybody could have did the same thing I'm not a genius I'm not Albert Einstein I'm not anybody it's just a dude with a computer and a phone like everybody else dude with an inter internet connection like everyone else but yet I was pushed to the margins, treated like I was some sort of black conspiracy theorist or a Trumper, and I was neither. And I said, ah, this is how we lose democracy. This is how we lose individual sovereignty. People thinking they're working for the greater good when all they've done is let their fear be their victor. Fear overcome their reasoning and their reasonableness. That's all they've done. Okay? That's all they've done. So when I look at that and I say, huh, interesting. I see how over the last hundred years around the world, how people can go from being democratic one minute and slowly but surely their government and their, their, their society veers into something more dictatorial, more authoritarian. And it'll be the same people that were screaming liberty, justice, and equality for all. And they'll be the ones that'll be applauding government overreach. The same people screaming my body, my choice in one respect when it comes to the abortion issue were the same people that were calling me and others selfish and stupid for utilizing that my body, my choice when it came to this vaccine mandate. Like I said, I wasn't against the vaccine. I was against the mandate. People choose to use or choose to uh, uh, partake in the vaccine based on the information. That's entirely up to you. 
And if someone decides not to, that's entirely up to you. Based on the same, based on the data. And we weren't given a choice. It was do this or else. And that's why I say unto my friend today and all the other people that sent me, I, I received a lot of support for the email. And, and you know what? Whether I get supported or not, it's, this is not what conversations are about. Conversations are not about universal acceptance. That's not what we do here. That's not a conversation. That was my problem with the government. You didn't have a conversation with, with the people who had ethical and valid reasons not to and could bring data to the table. You have to come with a convincing argument to counter. And there was no convincing argument. All arguments for were already debunked by experience. Wasn't supposed to get infected, got infected with the vac whether I got vaccinated or not. Wasn't supposed to be able to transmit, able to transmit. To a vaccinated person can transmit the disease to another vaccinated person. What are we talking about? Oh, but yet uh, my symptoms would have been worse if I, if I really, how do you know that? How about the other people who didn't get vaccinated, but yet their symptoms were asymptomatic or very, very mild? People like, yeah, I tested positive. I called for a couple of days. I went back to work. It was all good. About five days after I didn't get, you know, I tested negative and I went back to, back to work or school, et cetera, et cetera. Some people had more severe symptoms. I had some severe symptoms, not enough to take me to get me to the hospital, but enough to lay me out for some days. It was horrible. My breathing was horrible. And I've had flus that felt like that and worse. I've had a flu that had my toes hurting. I was like, why is my pinky toe burning like I stubbed it? That was a flu from 20, I want to say 2018 going into 2019, right around the holiday season four years ago. That flu, I still remember it. I call it the flu of, of, of December 2020 because I was spent New Year's Eve in an urgent care. Okay. And that was worse than the COVID. Okay. That was the flu. Did I get the flu vaccine afterwards? No. Because you have to get a new flu vaccine every year. So what am I doing? I'll, I'll, I'll fortify. I caught a super bug from a kid and the kid was running around okay. The kid passed it on to me. Kid was like four or five years old. My niece-in-law. Right? Meanwhile, I'm in the bed going, ugh. And you know, men and flus don't get along. Men can men get over shootings and stabbings quicker than they get over flus. A man will break his arm and be like, yeah, I'll walk that off. It's all good. Nah, it's a little sprain. I'll, I'm still going to the gym. Yeah, I broke my hip, but I'm still squatting. Yeah, I got shot. Yeah, it's okay. But if we get a flu, w w you know, you know, we're making plans. We're getting our affairs in order because we think this is it. Someone read me my last rights. That's what it is. It's true. And that's how I felt. I was like, oh, man, I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to make it. I've walked away from accidents, totaled all airbags, deployed, broken head, neck. Everything feels horrible. And I was like, okay, I'll be all right. But that flu, I felt as if, holy moly, this is it. So let me explain to you guys. The unvaxxed were treated as if they had no idea what they were talking about. And people who hadn't read a science textbook since 10th grade in high school were all of a sudden calling everyone else some mouth-breathing, knuckle-dragging, Neanderthals for not taking the vax. And now data is coming out even more and more saying that the unvaxxed were right and the vaxxed were wrong. And not saying that you were wrong for taking it. Fine, you decided to take it, that's on you. Wrong for how you treated those who decided not to. That's where the wrong comes in. And that information was available from day uno. It's not revelations later, it's not a WikiLeak. 
This is not some, ooh, look at the date. No, this is not some Edward Snowden, Julian Assange cable that's been showing revelations at the backdoor dealings of the pharmaceutical industry in, 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 in congruent with the government. No. Janine Small, president of International Markets at Pfizer, told the European Parliament publicly that Pfizer did not know whether the COVID-19 vaccine prevented transmission of the virus before it entered the market in December 2020. Okay. Okay. Every single week you're getting, oh, no, you need a vaccine. Oh, no, you got to get the second one. Oh, no, you got to get the third one. Oh, no, you got to get the booster. No, you got to get the booster two. No, you got to get the booster three. Really? Now we're finding out people were getting heart attacks and things. And then people go, oh, no, that's just a small number. That's just a small number. Oh, people are using uh, the, the, the side effects. Everything has a side effect. I was on all the forums. My woman told me, June, stay off of these forums. They're making you angry. I can always tell when you're on a forum because your face is in a scowl and your nostrils are flared and you're looking at your computer like it did something wrong to you. She knew. Every time I was on the computer looking at something like that, she'd walk into the office and she'd go, June, stop. I'm like, what? She'd be like, are you looking at, are you in forums? Are you reading? Are you reading certain things? Are you arguing with people? I'm like, I'm not arguing. I'm just reading. She was like, well, well, stop, take a break. And I had to, and she was right because I couldn't believe what was going on, but I had to understand based on our data as human beings, this is what we do. Cyclically speaking, I'll never forget when I, I always, I love watching Star Wars or the older Star Wars when George Lucas was still the uh the head man in charge as far as not, and before disney took it over officially i think it was attack of the clones or maybe it was revenge of the sith where queen amidala is in the senate and everyone is clapping for something that palpatine said and, and senator palpatine has a is, is 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 endorsing or advocating for a more stringent empirical imperialistic sort of rule and queen amidala is against it but the senate driven by fear starts clapping like yes we're going to go with that measure and i think queen amidala's advisor turns to her and goes this is how democracy is lost in a round of applause and i and i noticed that's how i felt throughout this whole thing watching people who tell me to defund the police watching people who tell me to defund the FBI, watching people who told me to stay inside, go outside during George Floyd, unmasked, running around the streets and college campuses and boycotting this, that, and the third unmasked, telling me to stay inside and applauding government apparatuses on one side, telling me to put this thing in my body or else. But yet on the other side, you're telling me to defund this, defund that, defund this. Wait a minute. This schizophrenic sort of bipolar b behavior, that's what happens. The people who claim to be doing the most good on your behalf, beware. The, beware of the well-intentioned and their hubris and their arrogance and their hypocrisy. Because it's my body, my choice when it suits them. It's freedom, justice, and equality when it suits their dogmas, not their data. And this is a perfect example. Now you have the Florida and people going, oh, Florida, oh, Florida doesn't know what they're doing. Florida doesn't know what they're doing. Florida was open for business and at one point had less transmissions. A place that's open for business, the beaches are open. People are in the streets from South Florida to Central Florida. Meanwhile, New York with its shutdowns and its quarantines and its businesses with its for lease signs, it's up and everything. All of that being taken into consideration, New York had more outbreaks than Florida. Florida has more people. Florida was more open. 
Florida's still open for business. The businesses in New York left New York, closed up shop, and moved their headquarters down to Florida, down to Texas. Californians left where I am right now in the South Southwest. All you see is California license plates, and those people aren't just passing through. They're in for the duration. They're here for the long haul. What are we talking about? These places that were open, open for business, no social distancing. Guess what happened? They had the same, if not less, than people, less outbreaks than places that were shut down. Where you not only had to deal with the, not only had you deal with the fear and the fear stimuli and your adrenal glands being exhausted by your fear matrix being raised and increased. Now you have to deal with the fact that you have to fear how you're going to pay your bills. So now you're not just fearing transmission of some mystery virus and how it came about. Now you have the fear of, okay, the mystery of how am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to stay afloat? How am I going to feed myself? Because the government now is saying, I can't go to work. I'm not essential. I need to stay home and be responsible. Meanwhile, the places that are open don't seem to have an increase any more or less than the places that were shut down. So that means the shutdown wasn't a remedy. Wasn't. Places that were bigger and more open didn't have any more or less, probably the same amount, if not less. So what are we talking about? So when I say, so I say unto my friend and many others who reached out to me and said, June, I don't know if they deserve us. So yes, they do. And other people that were like, yeah, June, you're absolutely right. I'm one of those people that was treated like this, was told not to do this and that and the third. And I'm showing people the data. I wasn't coming with some Alex Jones hat with tinfoil on it saying, don't let your TV watch you watch your TV. No, I'm just saying, listen, the data is telling me one thing. So moral, prudent, pragmatic people who we entrust to make the right decisions hundreds of times in their life per day. You've got to think about all the decisions you make in a day to be a responsible, contributory person. Obeying all traffic laws, waking up at a certain time, eating a particular meal, engaging in certain kind of conversations, buying something instead of stealing, stealing something and putting it in your pocket, even though no one's watching. There are hundreds of decisions that you make per day as a responsible, prudent, moral human being. And we entrust you with that, except when it comes to your body. Do this or else. What are you talking about? It was absurd. And I want people. I'm not. This point cannot be belabored. I will speak about it from time to time. And I will go back to it because it's an exhibit of how you can go from free and autonomous to being under an oppressive, repressive, suppressive dynamic and regime. And it'll be your own countrymen, your neighbor. That will applaud you being under this oppressive, repressive, suppressive situation. And it will happen through innocuous means like this mandates and curfews. This is how it starts. So we're going to discuss this a little later on. I'm going to probably do a part three to this, but this is how it starts. And I want people to take inventory for the next time. Something comes along the lines and activates your fear apparatus, your fight or flight. You're a human being. You have, the, you have the gift of intellect and self-awareness and empathy and being able to be self-aware of what other people may be going through. So not only can you take inventory of what's going on with you, you can, to a certain degree, take inventory of what's going on with others. So when that fear matrix is activated again from certain events, take a hot second, unless it's a bear. If you're being chased by a bear or chased by a bunch of bandits, then run. 
Forrest, run. But if it's something, some piece of information that's been given to you and you have a moment to, to examine it, take that moment and have a measure, a more measured response because we failed. We get a big fat F for what occurred in 2020 and 2021. We get a big fat F. The people who were vaccinated but were against the mandate should have been walking in lockstep with those who were against the mandate and against the vaccination. You couldn't sit on the sidelines for this one. Your silence was violence. That's one. You should have been lockstep saying, hey, it's a, it's a choice. Should have been in lockstep. You should have been writing your congressman, doing something, writing in forums, saying, I took it, but does it mean I believe I'm, I, I, I'm for the vaccine? I am not. I'm against the mandate. I'm for resolution of problems. The mandate is wrong. And there were some people out there that were on front street for that, and I, and I applaud them. But for those who were out there like Pierce Morgan and many, many, many on the left, the my body, my choicers, who didn't want my, me to have a choice about my body when it came to, came to this vaccine, shame on you. And I will shame you and I will call you out by name. Shame on you because you're part of the problem. You're part of the problem in the brown shirts, the Weimars in Germany. You're part of the problem in, uh, uh, in Spain. You are part of the problem. And when I'm saying this, I'm going back to old liberal texts, homage to Catalonia, George Orwell, going back to when your do-gooders and your well-intentioned were the harbingers of your oppression and undermining your autonomy. They were the underminers of your choice apparatus. The, the do-gooders, the well-intentioned, the, the so-called well-intentioned on their high horses, gaslit and virtue signaling about how, 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 how humanitarian they're being, how philanthropic they're being, how responsible they're being. Meanwhile, they're wrong. They were wrong over the last two years. And I can go chapter and verse from, 19, from 1901 to 2022, how the world has been wrong when the well-intentioned don't engage in well-intentioned conversation. When they say, I'm right, you're wrong, I'm sorry, goodbye. We're going through it right now in our political process. There's a whole 50% of the population in America that believe that America should be going one way. And there's another 40, 50% that are fractured and don't know. They, they want it to go one way in some regards and other ways in other regards. And no one's listening to each other. No one's having the conversation to find out what's going on. I was one of the few people in February of 2016 that said that Donald Trump had a very good chance of being president. And you'd be no better off or worse than the other choices that you've had so far. That was right. That was right. You know, you know, you know, better or worse, Joe Biden telling, come on, we can have that conversation all day. But based on the data and not on the dogma. Yeah, you may not like his approach. You may not like some ways he messages things, but I'm going by policies, not personas. And based on policy, hey, couldn't be any worse than what you had already, because I'm looking at policies from Georgie, from Bill Clinton, from Obama, from Biden. And I'm going, whoa, man. If anybody else were to do that on the other side, you'd be upset. But when your side does it, you're not upset. That's dogma, not data. So if we can just try to take inventory and be more data driven and not dogma driven and use our upper mammalian consciousness 
and our self-awareness and our empathy to take, take a moment and use reasoning and reasonableness over fear, maybe we'll be better prepared as human beings for when things like this happen again. When, not if, but when things happen like this occur again and our government says this and saying that and other sides are, are, are telling us to do one, two, three or four. And we're being pulled in all these directions. Let's engage our minds. And those big encyclopedias that we have in our pockets called phones where we can get the information and not just dismiss it. We'll talk about it and we'll take inventory until we speak again. Bye bye.